Well, I did it. I put up my Christmas tree last week. How many of you have already put up your Christmas decorations? Show me I'm not alone. There's some of you here. The rest of you are thinking poorly of us right now. I get it. But I have a reason for putting up my tree. I am normally one of those that says, not before Thanksgiving. But did you know that Thanksgiving occurs at the absolute latest date that it can ever possibly occur in our calendar in 2019? It's going to be on November the 29th. And so for all of you Scrooges who wait until afterwards, you won't even have a full month to celebrate those beautiful decorations in your home. So you laugh at the rest of us if you want to. But we put our tree up early because we deserve at least one month to be in the spirit of Christmas. Right? So, uh, at least I didn't bring up the wise men and stuff like that. I mean, like Miss Nancy did, right? Actually, I sort of told her to do that. (laughs) I'm, I'm pulling all John Grisham on you. I'm skipping Christmas entirely. We're going to even after the birth of Jesus... And we're talking about the wise men today, the the Magi, at least for just a moment. Uh, She shared with the children, indeed, that while uh, the wise men were the first to give Christmas gifts, they were not the first to give gifts. You remember that story about how the Magi, after Jesus was born, they came from the east, they began to search for this Christ child so that they could pay homage to Him, so that they could bow down and worship Him and adore Him because they recognized that He was absolutely the greatest gift that the world had ever seen and that the world would ever see. And while they gave the first Christmas gifts, if you will, they were not, however, the first to give gifts. The whole sum of the gospel could be described by looking at John 3.16. For God so loved the world that God gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. God loved, so God gave. That is the heart of the gospel message. That is, that is at part and parcel of who we are to be as a body of believers. God loved, so God gave. And because God gave the gift of Jesus, and because we have been recipients of that gift, because we now have eternal life promised to us because of that gift, God so desires for us to love, and God desires for us to give. It is the heart of the gospel. And I think that's why Paul spends so much time talking about giving in some of his writings, but in particular in this passage from uh, Corinthians, is because he already knows and assumes that everyone else knows that giving is at the heart of the good news. God loved and God gave, so God wants us to love And God wants us to give. He is assuming that the Corinthians realize this. But here's what was going on. You see, the Jerusalem church was in financial need. 
And so Paul began to send out a message to all of the other area churches. And he says, our brothers and sisters in the Jerusalem church are struggling right now, and they really need us to help support them financially. Many of the faithful in the Jerusalem church had fled, and many of the original members of the Jerusalem church were dead, and they were being persecuted by the Romans, and they were being persecuted by the Jews. And Paul knew that all of these other churches could really make a difference in keeping the Jerusalem church alive and flourishing. What was once a thriving fellowship was now in danger of going away and and Paul was reaching out to those Corinthians and saying, you can help. And the Corinthian church... Uh, at the very beginning was really interested in helping. They're like, well, yeah, we, we've got a sister church in need. We're going to, we'll, absolutely, you can count on us, Paul, to, to, to contribute financially so that this church might uh, be able to continue to thrive. And yet the new car smell wore off or, or maybe they started thinking about it a little too much. Maybe they realized that they needed to, to you know, buy their pastor a really nice Christmas gift or something. I don't know. Um, no, I'm teasing. Um, they, they, they initially were really excited about giving, but then they didn't follow through. They didn't live up to their commitment that they had made. And, and so Paul is reaching out to the Corinthian church and, and he's suggesting to them that, hey, you need to rekindle that spirit of generosity that you had when I first made the plea for you to help the Jerusalem church. Generosity is at the heart of the gospel. God loved, so God gave. You love God, and so you should give in response to God's love for you. And so then Paul begins to flesh out why it is that this Corinthian church should give generously. And the first thing that he says is that by the measure in which you give is the measure in which you receive. He said that if you give sparingly, you will reap sparingly. But if you give generously, you will reap generously. He says God loves you and God gave to you, and you need to love God and love your neighbor by giving generously. And then Paul says that not only by the measure in which you give will be what you receive, Paul is so bold to say that that there should be joy in giving, that you know what you've decided to give in your hearts, and you should give without compulsion, and you you should give without a, a negative attitude, but you should give generously. It should be voluntary. And so you don't need a preacher to stand up and tell you why you should give and so that you feel obligated to give. Your giving ought to really begin and come out of your understanding that of what God has already given you. It should be voluntary. You know, for those of us who have pay our taxes quarterly or even when you... Um, have some of your check taken out for taxes? Is, 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 is that voluntary? No, that's, that's out of compulsion. That's out of obligation. Nobody wants to give that. And everybody's ticked off every time they see how much money they have to give to, to Uncle Sam. And, and, and what, what Jesus is saying is there should be a joy in your giving. 
I'm not asking you to do this out of obligation. I'm not asking you to do this out of compulsion. I'm asking you to give joyfully because of all that God has so given you. And then Paul suggests a third reason why we should give generously. He says that when you give to others, that God will give to you. Now, my all-time example of this, it's, it's seared in my brain because it happened when I was a child. It's one of those lessons that your parents are trying to communicate to a child and they hope that they get it, and, and I got it, and it's, 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 it's something that I think about all the time when I give. I can remember when I was a child and my mother wouldn't have hardly any money at all, and somebody, this lady called, and she needed some kerosene. She said... I don't have any heat in my home, and I've got a kerosene heater, but I don't have any kerosene. And I remember my mother telling us as children, this is the last money that I have for this month, and, and I'm not going to spend it on us. I'm going to go buy this woman some kerosene. And then like the next week, back then uh, when you went to the grocery store, you took your receipt and you wrote your name and your phone number on it and you put it in this little barrel and they would turn that barrel around every week and they would draw a a name out and whoever got uh, their name drawn out won $100. And my mother had just given the very last bit of her kerosene and that Saturday night at Johnson's Food Town, they twirled that thing around and they pulled my mama's name out. And my mama said, see, when you give to others, God will take care of you. I believe that. It doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't happen in the way that I'd always like for it to. But over and over again in my life, I've seen that, that this biblical truth that Paul is talking about here. Well, Paul gives one more reason why he says that we should give generously. He said that when you give generously to people that they will be inclined to think of God when you give. When you give to somebody else, that they, it's just impossible to them. If you're giving out of an abundance of, of your faith, uh, they are going to be inclined to think about God when they receive your gift. And they will praise God for the way you've expressed your faith in God by giving. And it says that our hearts will also go out to you when you give. And so that's why Paul says that we should give. We we should give because the measure in which we give is the measure in which we receive. We should give because there is a joy in giving. We should give because when we give, God will take care of us. God will provide for us. And we should give because it will help other people be inclined to express gratitude to God. Well... This is not the way that um, I've always given in my life. Uh, Another one of those images that's seared in my mind is when I was in the seventh grade, Craig Thompson, one of my classmates, uh, when we were gathering together for our Christmas party, walked up and gave me a gift. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't expect to get a gift from Craig, and so I didn't have anything to give him back. Uh, He gave me a Prince Purple Rain poster. I've still got it hanging on my wall. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, 
But I didn't have anything to give him, and I felt awful about it. And, you know, I went home, and I said, Mom, I got a gift from Craig Thompson today at school, and I didn't have anything to give him back. And so every year after that, my mother would always send me back with these random gifts just in case somebody gave me a gift. I could say, oh, well, well here's your gift from me, you know. Now, is that gift-giving or gift-swapping? I mean, was I really giving because I had this joy and this desire to give? Was I giving uh, with the right spirit in mind? No, it wasn't. It was gift swapping. I didn't want to give you a gift. I just had one ready in case you gave me one. I wonder, when you fill out your estimate of giving card this year, will it be a gift or a swap? I wonder when you buy your Christmas presents this year, will it, will, will it be because you're expecting somebody to give you a gift or will it truly be an expression of your love for those people and, and your understanding of those people and what they like and what they enjoy and what they might be blessed to receive? It really does make a difference how we give. Whether we're talking about giving to the church or whether we're talking about giving to our families. And what Paul is inviting us to do is to remember that God loved us and that's why God gave. And that's why God wants us to give too. Because of our love for God and for other people. We have so much to be thankful for. And I'm not trying to rush past Thanksgiving to get to Christmas. But it is out of our Thanksgiving. It's a response to our gratitude to God for everything that we've been given that the whole season of giving that follows this occurs. And I pray that all of us might have the spirit of giving that Paul describes in 2 Corinthians.